Sirius XM Sports Podcasts presents Mad Dog's Daily Bite with Christopher Russo. And good afternoon, everybody! Our pal is Will Clark, a mainstay at first base on that great ball club. Will, it's always a pleasure. How are you today, pal? Okay? Chris, doing great, man. How about yourself? I'm okay, and I do think, I know it's weird, and you've been part of the giant organization forever. Uh, I do think this is, I, I know you went to the World Series on this giant team but in the uh, late 80s, but I do think this is the best Giants team of all time. Let's start with that easy premise. Go ahead. Let me hear. You know what? You know what, Chris? I think, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head right there. Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, we went through and, and played a real great first half of the year, and then all of a sudden, for whatever reason, just uh, kind of ran into a little road bump here and there, as, as most seasons go. But uh, we picked it back up at the end of the year, and it literally came down to the last day of the season. It was the uh, the Giants uh, versus the Braves. Uh, both teams had uh, 103 wins going in. Uh, we were playing the Dodgers in L.A., and the Braves were at home against the expansion, uh, you know, Colorado Rockies. And uh, they won, and we lost a heartbreaker to the uh, Dodgers, and, they won 104 games. We won 103. This is before the Central Division, before wild card, all that sort of stuff, and we went home. Very difficult. Well, we'll get to that last weekend in a sec. Um, it, you got Bonds in the offseason. The 92 Giants were not good. The late 80 Giants with Mitchell and you and Matt Williams were excellent. The later, Then it got bad, and then they brought Bonds in. Now, I know he's a tough deal to handle, but uh, made a big difference with the ball club. Hit fifth, Williams fourth, you third. You probably knew in spring training in Scottsdale that year that you had a hell of a middle of an order with him batting fifth. Give me your thoughts on that. Go ahead. You know, you're right. Uh, I mean, coming into coming into spring training and then getting Barry Bonds during the offseason, it was like, oh, man, we're going uh, to blow the doors off of this thing. And, uh, you know, like I said before, we, we started out like a, like a bat out of hell. Uh, you know, Barry was a huge part of that. Uh, he he pretty much, you know, stayed in the number five slot in the, in the lineup. He was behind uh, myself and Matt Williams, so that was three, four, five was was Clark uh, Williams Bonds, and he came up in some unbelievable RBI opportunities all year long and came through in the clutch all year long. Big factor on the ball club. Dusty's first year too. Um... Uh, Will, and obviously he was a hitting coach prior to that. How about Dusty's first spring training? You got him off to a good start. I know everybody loved him. How about that for a sec? Go ahead. You know, Chris, uh, Dusty was my hitting instructor for uh, five years before he became my manager, and it, it was a very smooth transition for him. He uh, he came into spring training as, instead of being a manager, as almost like one of the guys. And, uh, you know, you hear it said many a times about how, you know, certain people are players' managers, and uh, Dusty was definitely that way. I got off to an excellent start, as you said, with him and the Braves. You knew how good they were, and you had Swift and Burkett at the top of the rotation, so you didn't uh, miss a beat that first month and a half, and those two, two right-handers did a hell of a job. How about that? The Giants were a hitting team in that, uh, in that year, but they had the two starters at the top. Thoughts there for a sec. Go ahead, Will. You know, Chris, uh, we had, you know, we were known for our offense, uh, especially like you said, because we had, you know, Barry added during the year and had a real potent middle of the lineup. But uh, 
you know, we we had gotten Billy Swift and uh, John Burkett was a, was a uh, a giant farm hand. I actually played with John in a ball, and uh, all of a sudden, both of those guys, you know, put it together really well. I mean, they had uh, two twenty win seasons. Uh, you know, you don't find too many uh, two starters at the top of the lineup that give you, you know, like you said, you know, twenty wins. And uh, the guys, the guys did a unbelievable job and for me personally it was uh real easy to go out and play defense right behind them and of course back in that bullpen all right the season there will the braves came in early and uh you may i i know you i you won a double header on a sunday i i don't know if you won four or three out of four but you know the braves you served notice right there at first half of the season when they came to candlestick that you were the team to beat, and you buried them early in the year. How about that for a sec? Go ahead. You know, they uh, they were, were, you know, in the middle of that big, huge run that they had where they made the playoffs every year. Uh, that that was the beginning of it. It was 93. They started in 91. And, uh, you know, we came out of the shoot, like I said, you know, like, like a bat out of hell, house on fire. And uh, for us personally, it was like, hey, uh, we had had some taste of uh you know the playoffs and stuff like that back in in 87 and 89 and uh we wanted to prove that that wasn't a fluke and so we went out there busted our tail and like i said came out out of spring training playing extremely well and it wound up being a uh, really good to start to a uh phenomenal year for us and i remember you ended the first half in philadelphia because the All-Star game that year was in Baltimore. Uh, you started the end of the first half in Philly, and the Phillies were good. You lost the first game, and then you played three games in a row, and you absolutely hammered the Philly staff. So you went into the break at Camden Yards on a big roll, Will. Do you remember that series at the vet? Go ahead. You know, you know that was, that was billed at that time to be, you know, uh, kind of the, the – matchup of two marquee uh teams uh both of us were in first place at the time and uh like i said you know we want a pretty good role uh when you go into the vet especially uh in the summertime it's going to be hot ball's going to fly so you know we kind of thought that we had the advantage uh because we had burkett and swift as you were talking about and they were two sinker ballers so we could keep the ball on the ground and uh we lost the first game, you know, a tough fought battle as usual with those guys. Uh, but then uh, we caught lightning in a bottle, especially with our offense, and uh, we went off for the next three games right before the All-Star break. All right. Uh, the Braves at the deadline traded from McGriff with San Diego. Did that worry you at all? You know, it, it, you really can't control what the other team does. You, you knew that, you know, adding Freddie McGriff uh, to an already pretty potent lineup in Atlanta uh, would, would definitely give them a shot in the arm. But uh, also at the same time, you know, we had to just walk out there and take care of what we could do on the field. And, uh, you know, it wound up being a, a great trade for Atlanta that year. Um, but, uh, you know, as far as San Francisco went, we just need to take care of ourselves. I had a big lead. Braves went to San Francisco in August and got a sweep, which gave them life. You may have had an eight-and-a-half game lead in a, and went right down to five-and-a-half, and the Braves played very well in that series at Candlestick. Uh, they got right back in the mix. Will, thoughts on that series? Go ahead. 
You know, uh, all, all teams, and it doesn't matter whether it was back then or today, that all teams are going to run into a little rough streak over the course of the year. And you want to keep that to a minimum, and you keep your fingers crossed that it's not at the end of the year. And uh, it just so happened that for us it was at the end of the year, and uh, it kind of came at a bad time. Uh, the Braves came in. They were playing extremely well in August. Uh, they swept us, and they got a little momentum. And uh, we stayed uh, kind of on that skid for a little while, and we actually let them get back into the race. You did. But uh, i never forget the Johnny Patterson home run right around Labor Day in Atlanta. Now, you lost the series, uh, but you won that middle game when Johnny Patterson, I think he hit a 10th-inning home run, a classic ball game, you in Atlanta. Remember that home run that Patterson hit? Will, how about that? You know, that that one right there, Chris, I mean, not too many people talk about that, but, uh, you know, that was that was in the middle of that kind of, you know, little doldrum that we were having, and that right there gave us one of the biggest shots in the arm that season, and it got us, uh, I guess you want to say, the ship righted. And, uh, you know, we went from there to uh, going on a little roll ourselves. And we made it, like I said, all the way down to the last day of the season. We just came up a little short. Yeah. Um, and we'll get to that last. I'll tell you right now, the great thing about that giant team, it's a little bit like the 78 Red Sox, Will. You had a huge lead. You fell behind by, you know, three and a half games. Everybody said, geez, look at this. And the Giants went to Cincinnati late in the year. Uh, and you turned it, you swept the Reds, and you ended up winning 15 of 17 to get back in the mix before game 162. That showed a lot of gumption, and you could have dropped, you know, you could have fallen apart, McGriff was hot, Braves are on fire, and the Giants went 15 and 2 before game 162. Hell of a job, a lot of character shown in that situation. How about that? Go ahead. You know what? You know what, Chris? That's, that's a really good one. Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, we even talked about it in the clubhouse about how, you know, hey, we just got to put it together. And uh, we went out there on the field, got it done, and, uh, you know, pushed it all the way to the, to the last game of the season. And, you know, for, you know, a team that had uh, as many veterans as we did, uh, you know, you talked about, you know, Barry Bonds and, and Matt Williams, Robbie Thompson, myself, you know, others, others that were on those teams, you know, you knew that there we were running out of time, but we weren't completely out of time. And, uh, you know, we went out there, we pushed the issue and, and made it to the last day of the season. You know, if you, if you look at it right now uh, in today's, you know, uh, baseball world, uh, one of us would have been the wild card, the other would have been the division champions, and who knows, we might have met in the World Series. 100%. Thompson got hit in the face by Trevor Hoffman late middle of September. Oh, man. And that, oh, and the Giants man. lost, and the Giants lost, Thompson. I forget, I think he came back late, but he got hit in the eye. And that was a big, big scenario. He was a, he was a heart and soul in a lot of ways. You know, you know Robbie, and you lost yeah, him no, there Robbie, to the Marlins. Robbie and I came up, Robbie and I came up together in uh, 1986, and uh, we were kind of the uh, cornerstone of, of the uh, offense uh, and defense for a very long period of time. And, uh, you know, Robbie always hit number two in the lineup. I always hit number three. And I was actually uh, in the on-deck circle when he got hit. And it was it was just – I mean, it was like Kevin Pillar uh, earlier this year getting plumped. I mean, it was just absolutely the worst sound you could ever hear. He went straight to the ground. 
Um, I was the first man to him. Uh, and then the trainer was out there. And the first thing that we talked about, believe it or not, was getting his contact out of his eye because his eye was swelling shut so fast, and we wanted to make sure his contact got out of there. Uh, wow. But it was it was a it was a definite bad situation, Chris. It sure was. Never forget it. Uh, tough spot. All right, um, you lost the game to Colorado. Bruce Froman killed us on a ball strike call. I'm not going to get into that. Uh, it's a little too specific, but I remember that very well. <laughs> Yeah, you go. The Will's laughing. He knows it. Uh, so you go to L. You go to L. A. Uh, you start that series. I think you were a half a game back because you had a four games. They had three games. Now they played Colorado at home, and you had to go to Dodger Stadium. Now the Dodgers are bad, but it's a rival. Rockies are an expansion team. Now, I know you take it one game at a time, but that's a very tricky spot because you got to figure. You got to win at least three, and that's if you get a little break from the Rockies, and you didn't. So talk about that last weekend. What was your th- what were you thinking going to L.A. for those last four games? Go ahead. You know, going into L.A. those last uh, four games, uh, you know, I mean, it's it's hard enough to try to try to win in L.A. and you got to win one game, much less four. And uh, you know, we got off to a great start uh, myself. And Matt and Barry, we all had really good series um, the first three games. And then we come up the last game. It was a Sunday day game. Um, and we had a rookie out on the mound, Solomon Torres. Right. And he he had a rough first inning. And I know I went out to the mound. I looked in the dugout. Dusty told me to go talk to him. I went out to the mound. And, I mean, he was shaking in his pants. He couldn't breathe. He had those eyes wide open. And I was like, Solomon, man, we have got to calm you down. You got to just relax a little bit. And, uh, you know, we, by the time I left out of there, um, he still hadn't calmed down yet. And I looked in the dugout and Dusty was like, what's going on? I said, he's done. And uh, immediately, Dusty got somebody up in the bullpen. Uh, Solomon got out of that inning, but then he ran into the next inning and had really a lot of troubles. And uh, by the time we got him out of there, we were down six or seven runs, and it was too big of a hill for us to climb to get back in. A lot of people killed Dusty. I did not because I didn't like the alternative, but a lot of people wanted Scott Sanderson to pitch that last game. Uh, uh, what's your take on that? Go ahead. You know what, You know what, Chris? That, that's a decision that, that all managers have to face at some time or another. It's like, you know, who do I go to? And, you know, Dusty picked what he thought was his best choice at the time. And, you know, our job as players is to go out there and support our manager, and that's what we did. You know, it just so happened that, like I said before, you know, uh, it it comes down to a certain amount of time. It comes down to the baseball gods, and uh, it just wasn't meant to be. Did you think the Rockies would win a game in Atlanta on that last weekend? You know, we we thought that they had a good shot of winning at least one. And so that's why, you know, I mean, everybody kind of put their nose to the grindstone and, and got down after it that last, you know, week of the season. And, uh, you know, as luck would have it, they just couldn't do it. Uh, Braves, Braves are too tough for them. And, hey, look, you know, in the end, you know, being a baseball player, you you got to look yourself in the mirror sometimes and, and say either either I did a great job or the other, di- the other guy did a great job. And, uh it, the, the Braves were in the middle of that run that they had, you know, uh, where, where they had all the playoff teams. And, and they definitely had a, a great ball club. 
and they did it at the end when they needed to do it. Did you take uh, well, two things? One, they got beat by the Phillies, which is a big upset in the NLCS. Do you think that the Braves had a lot taken out of them with that ter- with that brutal pennant race that they lost a little steam going into that Phillies series? I've always thought that that uh, the Giants actually helped the Phillies beat the Braves because the Giants took something out of them. You think there's something to that, Will, or not? You know what, Chris? I do think that there's something to that. I mean, you know, when you have the kind of, you know, series that we had, you know, with the Braves there at the end of the year, you know, I mean, you're so concentrated on, you know, winning those those last few games that, you know, you don't really have time to take a deep breath and, and get back down at it. And, uh, you know, it just so happened that, that the Braves, that was kind of what they got caught up in uh they they couldn't have a chance to to catch a breath and they needed a breath because i mean it was a dog fight for us and them all the way to the end of the season and you know the giants if there was going to be a tie the playoff game would have been in san francisco the giants won the toss the coin flip and the giants had swift ready to pitch that game and i'm telling you right now if the braves had to go to san francisco i know they had smoltz but if the Braves had to go to San Francisco and the Giants were throwing Swift, who was really good, better than Burkett, you could you would have won. Uh, I mean, have you thought about that in hindsight, Will, at all or no? You know what, Chris? That's a, that's a good point. Um, you know, even though you know those guys back in the day, they had you know like like you said, all all of the all of the big dogs. Um, we still played really well against them, and uh, I know myself in particular. I really enjoyed facing the Braves staff. And, uh, you know, so it, it would have been just like it had been all season long. It would have been a dogfight, um, you know. But uh, we were actually trying to push the issue of getting, you know, that one-game playoff in San Francisco. Because up until then, I mean, we were having humongous crowds. We were having forty and 50,000, and we knew that, if we could get in front of our home folks, that we would play really well. Uh, I think the Giants would have won the game. Uh, leaving Dodger Stadium that day, and they killed us 13-1. You knew the Braves had won. They played earlier in the day. Everybody played different staggered times in those days, folks. It wasn't the same 3 o'clock finish as it is now. Uh, so the Braves played at 1. They went on the field and celebrate when the Dodgers are killing us. Had to be a long bus ride back to the airport where you won 103 games, 103-59. and 59. You came from... Three and a half back in September after having a big lead. I know you're proud of the team now, but then it had to be bittersweet. What's your memory of that? Go ahead. It, it was it was definitely bittersweet. I mean, you know, <clears throat> excuse me. You you definitely were proud of your team and your teammates, but it was also a sense of you know we still came up short. And uh, you know, I know I know for myself. Um, it was it was kind of a bad time for me because I was a, a free agent and uh, you know the general manager and one of the owners had walked through the uh, clubhouse after the game was over and he, they shook everybody's hands uh, with the exception of mine and so kind of the writing was on the wall that I was even though I was a free agent I was I was not coming back in San Francisco uh, Giant and that was a little tough to take. So, you know, it was it was in, in a regard for me personally, it was it was a really not a good time. And, uh, you know, to come up a little short 
in in the playoffs. Well, not the playoffs, but the regular season against the Braves hurt even more for me because I knew that probably my time with San Francisco was over. Will went to Texas, folks, after that. Giants in 94 with the strike. Uh, do you take any solace, Will, that that's the last great pennant race, considering the fact that uh, after, in 95, after the strike, began the wild card scenario where you didn't necessarily have to win the division to get in the pennant race? I mean, when you look back historically, that is the last great 162-game pennant race where the winner's in, loser's out. Do you take solace in that? You know, the the thing that I take solace in is is the fact that we we didn't quit. Uh we didn't you know, we we made our own bed in that we let, you know, the Braves get back into it, but uh we didn't quit. We just kept fighting all the way through it. And uh you know, to make it all the way to the last day of the season and you know, it's it's win or go home, you know, that is not going to happen nowadays because you know one of the teams is going to be a wild card team so like you said to be the last one of the last you know really true pennant races down to the wire uh it was it was actually kind of fun for me i enjoyed it i mean i really i really enjoyed going out to the ballpark every day and knowing that every time you stepped on the field it was for all the marbles Want more Chris Russo? Listen to Mad Dog Unleashed weekdays from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern on Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM Channel 82. Mad Dog's Daily Bite is part of the Sirius XM Sports Podcast Network. If you've enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts.